and welcome to another. That sounds like shit. <laughs> Do I not it's... sound like Mr. Freeze? No, you sound like Darth Vader. Like I don't know, having a cold or something. <laughs> if this was someone's first episode, they would have thought the audio quality is terrible. <laughs> Well, I'm your host, Alex Robson. With me, as always, is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy who's known as Mr. Febreze to most of his toilets. It's Will Robson. <laughs> I don't use Febreze. I actually use a, a, a very expensive perfume spray that my oh. wife has that uh, she didn't use for anything else, so I started using it to cover up the smell of big fat dumps. Why don't you like Mr. Febreze? <laughs> I don't like the smell of Febreze. I think it's gross. Well, it just reminds you of like, like public toilets and stuff. It's just a scent that you can smell on. It's just, it's like, oh, now it smells like poo. And <laughs> yeah. It doesn't do the job. It never covers it up. It just mixes with it where you're like, oh, so now it's floral poop, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the only thing you can like open a window or strike a match or just like wait it out a little while. Anybody that perfumes a poo, it just does not work. <laughs> Except I, you know, I do do it with this one stuff because it's strong. It's called like, you just said do do. <laughs> it's called snow fairy. And it's like a spray from, I think the store lush. Anyway, welcome to the Batman, the podcast. <laughs> yes. We're going to go back on topic now. Well, when you're not pooping, how's the uh, art life? How's work? That's Mr. Pooh to you. <laughs> Why do I find that funny? It's so stupid. I need a pooh. Oh, man. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. What's what's drawing pictures going? What's happening with that? Yeah, it's I'm working really hard on outbreaks at the moment. Uh, which was the comic that I brought to Kickstarter. Um, I think, I guess I'll just say it here, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be launching issue two in September. Nice. Um, I know it's quite slow to start with, but I'm, you know, I'm still getting the ropes of this stuff because there's a lot of work to do after you like successfully launch Kickstarter with a hundred backers. Like my wife today has been making a huge breakdown list of like, uh this person got this this is their email this is their address like they wanted a signed version they want their name displayed in the thank you section this way this that the other no they don't want to be filmed with their packaging being made on social media and no they don't want to be entered into a raffle this that the other etc right so been very very busy doing that uh, and also just drawing the art for it like um today i've been drawing the newsletter section of the book which is is fun and I, I was like, oh, I wish I had a little graphic of like a zombie hand, like picking a, a brain out of someone's head, like because it's called picking your brains, the newsletter section. That's fun. And I, so I just was drawing that to the house. Like, man, this is the shit. Like, I, this is what I want to do right. for a living is just making my own stories. Like, I've been so like, I've really thrown myself into this trading card game that I've invented for outbreaks. And like, it's it's like a fun game. Like, I'm, I'm going to print it out. Uh. And I'm going to play test it and see how it all works because I don't want to like give anybody cards. Can I play? You know, well, of course you can. Yeah, thanks, Batman. I don't know if you'll like it though, because you you are not really like a Magic the Gathering person. No, I'm, I Nor, guess I'm not. No. And you never played the Pokemon trading card game, right? No, that's for fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I play a lot of Hearthstone, which is a very, very popular card game, but that's on the computer. 
So I just wanted to make one of those for myself. And at first I was just doing like, it was just supposed to be fun. Like, ah, this is a knockoff of a Pokemon card just for fun. Like a little, you know, kitschy thing to, to go with the Kickstarter. But now I'm like, no, it's a full on game that you can play. Like and, outside and, of the, the comic, it's like its yeah. own thing that you could, you don't even need to read the comic in order to play the game and enjoy it. Right. That's the same. Like I play Hearthstone, right. And that's connected to World of Warcraft. I don't, I've never played World of Warcraft in my life. But I love playing that game. Also for you... fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like dickhead Mr. Freeze. <laughs> says the guy who <laughs> Just Mr. Says... Freeze calling everyone a nerd like Nerd <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you a scientist, Mr. Freeze? <laughs> That's my old life. Now I'm really cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh Jesus Christ. Um Nerd. <laughs> says the guy that runs his own Batman the Animated Series podcast and went out and bought a green screen that fits to his chair. Just so it looks like he's sitting in the bat cave. Just for me and guests. Like no one else can see it. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, Dan Reaper appreciated that, I think. Yeah. <sighs> But um, I uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed the game. Um, it's basically just like you get cards where like each of us have characters from the book, right? Yeah. And you put you put them down, and then if you the goal is to like kill all the other characters, um, and then you win essentially. Um, and then like you can attach weapons to the characters. So if you're coaching Jimmy from the book, like there might be special weapons that are like their bedsheet armor or like their lasso. Oh, that's fun. To, that's like, cool. That stuff. So it's all connected to the book that way, but it's still separate where you can have fun. And then like certain cards give you certain perks, like the Matra Z, who's the host of the book. He can, he's like, does a bunch of stuff where you can heal characters and all this stuff. It's really fun, but I love it so much. I can and tell, I've become yeah. like obsessed with it. It's similar to Pokemon, and it's also similar to Magic the Gathering, but it's its own thing. That's what I wanted to do, because at first I was just going to like do a knockoff, but I was like, no, I'm going to make it unique. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole fucking thing. And I'm like, my next, when I launch in September, I'm going to have booster packs available, like the actual ones, like, you know, you go in the store and that's like, you know, the cards, you get like 10 cards in the little foil package. I'm going to fucking do you get that. The foil, you know, you're going to have the foil package? I'm gonna have the foil oh, man, package. That, that brings me back. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Okay, it. it's very cool now. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, we get you use that one a lot, <laughs> Doctor Pooh. That's Mister Pooh to you. Why is that funny? Go. I need a poo. Um, I may need to live in sub-zero temperatures, but I do like a spicy Mexican. <laughs> Or a hot pepper. Uh, that video, Vindaloo. actually. That, Vindaloo for Mr. Pooh. <laughs> that video of us uh, on the last pod, the I've Got Batman in My Basement review, a lot of people, it sparked a debate because I posted on TikTok and, and Instagram where we were. Uh, I said, I don't think he eats. And you're like, how does he not eat? And lots of people debating if Mr. Freeze actually eats or not because he is immortal. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's been fun to watch people like just debate in the comments and like give their reasonings. And I'm just sitting there like, yes, bring in the views. <laughs> You're all just a market to Mr. Pooh. <laughs> I also just like, like jock head Mr. Freeze. He's just like, 
you're a fucking nerd and I'm going to give you a wedgie. <laughs> yeah, I've been hanging out with big, what was it? Uh, schoolyard <laughs> harm, or big bad harm. Yeah, it's schoolyard big bad harm. It's the yeah. whole thing. Oh, it's amazing. Hey, hey Mr. Pooh. <laughs> you want to go bash some nerds and give them atomic wedgies? That sounds great. And then afterwards, we can have some frozen margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> they both have like varsity jackets on. Yeah. <laughs> I was always a nerd and now I am one of the cool kids. But I sacrificed my soul in order to be one of the popular ones. I am dead inside. Hey. Chill out, man. <laughs> you really got something like that. <laughs> uh, well, let's go straight into a cake caper, shall we? Oh, God, yeah. Showtime. The Joker's escape from Arkham Asylum, Robin. All work and no play, you know? It's going to be one of those nights. I don't have time for jokes. Hey, no problemo, Batman. Quiet. Come on, let's do a pizza run. You don't touch anything, say anything, or do anything unless I tell you. Got it? Relax. You've had a busy day. All right, this week's Cape Capers has been written in by listener Dan Farrows. Dan has said... He's probably a big nerd, am I right? What a nerd! He's listening to a podcast about Batman cartoons. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, listener Dan Farrows has said, Alfred and Dick throw Bruce the sweet 16 birthday party he never had. They invite all of Gotham's finest and everything seems to be going well until a birthday clown shows up and turns it into a nightmare. So, I'm wondering, first of all, is it going to be the Joker? Or I was thinking, could it just be a birthday clown that's not the Joker, but Bruce is just like, oh my God, it's well, the Joker. We've already, we've already said um, that we're getting rid of Michael Joker and we're doing the three faces of Joker, right? So yes. this should be the Joker and we're going to choose a new impression for our brand new Joker. Okay. Who you got? <laughs> well... We've already done Pennywise, which was quite a fun character uh, when he helped out Robin. So maybe that was a teaser. Like, uh, maybe here, this is here's an add-on to that skit. And by the way, I am the new Joker. <laughs> and also, I killed Mark Hamill, and I got the role. Which is a reverse because Tim Curry, Pennywise, was the Joker for the show before Mark Hamill. That's took over. right. Fun fact for you, right there. <laughs> All right, so we're at we're at. Wayne I Manor. was terrible. Just remember, it kind of goes Godfrey at points, but we'll get past it. <laughs> okay, so it's a mix. That's like his alternate personality kind of creeping in there. Oh, you just yeah, yeah. That's I like it. Okay, we've we've got and also birthday clown, perfect. Pennywise showing up yeah. makes a lot of sense. So we're at Wayne Manor. All right, he's he's been like really listening to music from like the late nineties, early two thousands, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Dick like walks in and just he's just at the monitor like I'm not a perfect person. <laughs> just like <sighs> and like listen to all this other stuff. Uh, I don't know what else. Cheese band man, what's what's wrong? <laughs> uh, I've been feeling nostalgic recently, little Dick. 
feeling like I missed out on a I lot of stuff. I asked you not to put little in front of my name. It's just Dick Batman. Just call me Dick. All right, shut up, you dick. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Batman. You don't understand. I was so... Can I speak, little dick? Sorry, Batman. More like little prick at the moment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's another word for dick, actually. I'm going to start calling you little prick instead. Prick Grayson. There we go. Prick Grayson. <laughs> Anyway, prick. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> That's right. Sorry. I was FaceTiming Mr. Freeze. That's Mr. Pooh to you. Just hangs up on it. <laughs> That's right. Batman still uses FaceTime. <laughs> so, you know, I was so uh, all encumbered by my studies to be the world's greatest detective at 16. And I was just about to go off into the world and, you know, meet Zatanna and do cool magic tricks and then meet uh, Elvis Al Ghul and learn all about the League of Shadows and all, you know. I didn't really get to, like, be a teen. You know what I'm saying, Robin? How, I mean, you know, right? You're like... Hey, you are what? Uh, I, uh, between 30, a teenager? Between the age of 10 and 23. <laughs> How do you not know? <laughs> Well, you dubbed me very young, Batman, and you've never really kept a record, so it's just been a blur. I it was to... more of a kidnapping than an adoption, I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, anyway... I am the goddamn Batman, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I, I came here to ask you what's wrong, and you still haven't told me, Batman. Alfred, Alfred comes in. I can tell you what's wrong. I'm I'm here to speed up this skit. So, Master <laughs> Bruce is feeling very down recently because he never got to have a sweet 16 um, so I'm actually Dick, little prick, Grayson. I'm actually planning. Not you too, Alfred. <laughs> yes, it was my idea. There's a surprise party upstairs for a Master surprise Bruce. party? What? <laughs> I just oh, prick, Grayson, you ruined the surprise. I just gave it away. I'm sorry. I just got excited. Right. Come on, up we go through the grandfather clock. You know, I never had a sweet 16. I don't even know if I am 16. Well, I might when, be. When you eventually turn 16 and <laughs> 3 to 25 years, <laughs> we'll throw it for you. Okay, great. So what's the deal? What we got we got a pet, like an animal petting zoo. We've got a bouncy castle. We've got all these little triangle finger sandwiches that I like. With all my his... triangle finger sandwiches. That's a classy way manner. It's just, you know, it's nice. <laughs> oh right, uh, right, yeah. That was Alfred's like, uh, yes, bouncy. Ca- <laughs> Let me see, sweet sixteen. This bouncy castle, petting zoo, and of course, finger sandwiches. <laughs> uh, I must at any fancy dinner party, Wayne Manor. And Bruce is like, oh, sweet finger sandwiches. <laughs> and Alfred looks at Robin in like a knowing way, like I fucking I told, told you. <laughs> What do we got? Oh, we got like cream cheese and, and uh, cucumber. Oh, that's a classic. Alfred. You know, that's my favorite. <laughs> the secret is there's a little dill in there as well, sir. Uh, there's there's a there's a knock on the door, uh, Mister Mister Alfred. Why don't you go answer it and see who it is? That's my job. I was doing that anyway. That's literally <laughs> the main thing I do here. I'm trying to feel included today because I think it's actually, I think it's, I'm actually 16 and I missed <laughs> No, it's birth. actually it's, it's Dick's birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's his 16th birthday. <laughs> I love that. And it's from Bruce, who's yeah. like 32 at this point. He's oh, holding this little cupcake. Happy birthday, <laughs> little Dick. <laughs> 
The candle's a little dick. <laughs> and, and fucking Batman just comes over and blows it up. <laughs> Doesn't take long to blow that little dick, you know what I'm saying? Oh my god. <laughs> so is anybody else at this party? We got any other guests or anything? Oh, well, to spice we, it up. We haven't had we haven't had uh, Commissioner Walken in quite some time. Oh, Brucey, is it Bruce or Batman that? It, this party. It, it, it's a way, man. It's going to be Bruce. Ow, Brucey, thanks for the invite. What a great gig, especially the finger sandwiches. <laughs> My God, so classy. Have you, have you checked out the Bouncy Castle Commissioner Gordon? I mean, Christopher oh, Gordon. Christopher Gordon, I was bouncing before you came up. I hit my head. <laughs> I got a concussion. I might die. <laughs> <laughs> and scene <laughs> do we have a harvey bullock in this no we don't have a harvey bullock no would he be invited though to the just, party just jab of the heart in a trench coat <laughs> no that's me wound finger sandwich fine that's done who did we make tony soprano last time tony soprano's clay face oh yeah <laughs> Because yeah, there's, right. there's so much fucking clay on my face. <laughs> he snuck in because he's making himself look someone's like, the finger sandwiches, they're a really nice touch. <laughs> Not like the piece of shit that Janice fucking makes me on a Saturday night. <laughs> uh, Batman, I mean, Bruce, I think that was maybe Clayface. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like having a great time. I took, I took an edible before I got my brother. <laughs> You're 16! <laughs> That's illegal, Batman. <laughs> Well, you better get ready, Bruce. God, that's so hard to call you Bruce and that Batman. Uh, you better get ready because here <laughs> Did comes... you say the Batman? <laughs> uh, so your concussion is messing you up, buddy. Commissioner Walken, sit down. Yeah, I'm going to walk this concussion off. Whoa. <laughs> that was the worst joke I've ever heard. Okay, so... What? <laughs> the... Fuck you, little prick. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get ready and sit down. It's the main event. We've got... A birthday clown here to entertain us. Look, yay! Well, hi there, little dicky. It's been a while since I saw you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember me? <laughs> Richie? <laughs> well, you don't call me little dick, so that's a good start. Well, who would call you little dick? That's insulting. That guy over there! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's baby Brucey. I remember you. <laughs> oh, that's that creep that sometimes pops up in the waters of the Batcave. <laughs> oh, that's right, I think this edible, I think this might be one of those scarecrow edibles. <laughs> laced, with, laced with fear toxin. <laughs> Bringing Macho Man Scarecrow at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been leasing all the drugs in Gotham City with fear toxin. That's actually a pretty cool storyline. Has anyone ever done that? <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> like I've doing been putting drugs. my fear into brownies and cookies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm really concerned with <laughs> the obesity epidemic in Gotham City, brother. <laughs> and I'm trying to f- put the fear of uh, complicated, what are they called? Complex carbohydrates. Complex carbs. That's what I meant to say, brother. <laughs> Whoa, that's the best story I've ever heard. <laughs> now, who wants to see a magic trick? I'm going to make this little boy disappear. Me? 
Poof. <laughs> Penny. <laughs> All right, I paid extra for that, baby. <laughs> Ding dong, the dick is dead. <laughs> I, that'd be amazing. And he goes, <laughs> and then he poofs and disappears. And then Dick replaces him, and he's just stark naked, and everybody sees his not little dick. He's actually packing the fattest <laughs> dong you've ever seen. Why is everything always about my dick? Why can't I just be a real human being, boy? To see Robin running this fucking package just like slopping around between his legs and his little tiny green underpants. Oh, he looked like wrapping around his torso or something. It's his, I'm ready to go. It's his utility belt. It's his utility just belt. Just his big fade. That's why they're God. so yellow. <laughs> Why, why? <laughs> hey, Dick, why is your utility belt, like, salmon-colored? Oh, my <laughs> God! <laughs> All right, well, I think that's the end of this skit. La, 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 I'm 16. All right, so if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever you're listening to us on right now as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. And if you leave a review, we might read it out on the pod at the end of each episode. And please subscribe or follow us on your preferred podcast platform of choice if you haven't yet already. Also, go follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere but Twitter, which is at Batman TAS Pod One. And that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman the Animated Series podcast. You got damn right. Never confirmed, but we're just going to believe it anyway. And in the description of this episode, you'll find a tip jar where you can give us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. As we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson, and you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date on what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? you anywhere at robson inc and that's robson inc on the internet absolutely oh and before i forget i was just recently on another podcast i went on watching films on the toilet which is a great podcast and i was actually a co-host this time instead of a guest and we we reviewed the film malignant which i had not seen and i will never see again but it's been a uh, it's been a a lot of fun so go check that out watching films on the toilet I thought people liked that movie. I haven't seen either. Oh, I don't know who likes that movie. It's it's outrageously bad. Outrageously okay. bad. Um, and not bad in a way where you're like, this is so, so bad. It's so good. the guy that enjoyed Barbarian, though. <laughs> well, then you definitely would hate. I mean, you would hate Malignant. There's no, I'm sure I would. If you liked it, I would be shocked. Um, but yeah, it's it was good to, to make fun of it. So it was a good episode. Go check that out on your podcast platforms right now, watching films on the toilet. All right, bud, before you review this episode, we always cast a new character when we come across them in the animated series. Who will we cast in this case as Mr. Freeze? And it has to be someone that's current and not someone like we cast Clint Eastwood from 1970. So we're going with someone modern. Who do you have as Victor Freeze? Well, there was a couple of choices I wanted, but they were too old. Me too. So I'll just I'll start with those choices. One was the actor who plays Captain Raymond Holt on Brooklyn Nine Nine, because I just think, him, like he's, he's epitomizes this the cold, stern like Ooh, attitude that's and really stuff like good. that. And just you know, I could just see him, you know, 
just doing everything that he could do. The classic that I know everybody wants to see is uh, the actor. I can't remember his name, but he plays uh, Gus in Breaking Bad, and he's also in The Mandalorian as the main villain. Oh, um, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, that's who I was speaking of. But again, too old. I just think um, you know you don't need someone young, but not someone old either. I'd say someone you know mid forties or early fifties at the latest. I yeah, think, I agree. Personally. Yeah. So I took a look and I thought, who's someone that you know is that can just do that deadpan? I have no emotions, right? Like all my emotions are frozen. Like I just yeah. this is me, and it, my you know my wife is essentially dead. So therefore, I'm dead inside. Like he's a great villain. Like he's so. It's uh, just a perfect like Greek tragedy villain. Like it's just it's such a great great character. And I thought I think I would like someone with big acting chops to do this. Someone who can do the stern demeanor of Mister Freeze. Just my choice is Jeremy Strong from Succession, aka Kendall Roy. Okay. You know when Kendall just especially season two Kendall when he's completely shut down yeah and he's just like and when he gets really depressed in that state and he's just just not doing like anything and the way he talks to people is so cool especially you know the scene I would think I would I would do do you remember when he uh fires that whole company in season two and oh the guy yeah spits in his face he's yeah like, is that the best you can do yeah and like the way it's just like the deadpan thing Right. I can just see him like go like that is the character to me. Plus, he just has the shape of his head's the same. They've got like that big. They've got upper that nose. That and similar the no- nose. Got, You're right. He's got the nose, and I could just see him with a shaved head and red goggles with, mm. uh, with a fishbowl on his head. That's a pretty good choice. The more you were talking about it, it does make sense. I can see it. I'm not like jumping on it, but I, I get it. Freeze is such a, as you said, he's such a great character. Uh, in this show specifically for this show because that's where this incarnation of the character was created um the version that we all know and love today so i i just want someone with like a lot of and not that uh jeremy strong doesn't have acting chops he does i even he's daniel day lewis's protege is he yeah, he was like his like he was trained by Daniel Day Lewis to be an actor. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Well, that's, that's why Kendall. Roy, that's why Kendall's like always in character on set and this, that, the other. And okay, well, okay, yeah, he's then a that proper actor that makes I guess because all I've seen is Succession, so I haven't seen his right. range as much. But you're right, he's deadpan. So I I had a lot of people. It was difficult. I had a lot of old people. I thought Patrick Stewart would have been really good in his like heyday. Like he looks like Mr. Freeze. Yes, absolutely. His delivery would have been so deadpan and like I can see and him. He's got the heart for it as well. Yeah, he does. And that's where I don't see Jeremy Strong. I can't see Jeremy but Strong. But you've only seen him in one role. No, I guess. I just but I still I need to see more, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, I can't just go off of like, maybe he'll do like I need someone that can look at a snow globe and talk to it like it's the dead wife. Like the end of this episode where he goes like in a warm hand waits for mine. Like that touches me every time. I'm like, whoa, that was just such an amazing line. Great delivery. Mm-hmm. So I I went through a lot of people. At one point, I had like Michael Fassbender in there, but I don't think he's like not bad. He's not a bad choice, but I don't know if I can see him pulling it off. Um, and then I came across this choice, and I quite like this choice because I've seen his range, and I've seen him in a very cold, like like villainous role. 
And I've also seen him be very loving and um, how he can be affectionate and like thinking about people that aren't there and like making you believe that like they love them and such. Um, So my choice I went with is Adam Driver, Kylo Ren. Obviously, you've got the cold and the dark and the sinister. And I've seen him in other roles like um, there was that movie where him and Scarlett Johansson, it was like up for Oscars and such. They get a divorce and they're like a couple from New York and they have a kid and one of them moves to L.A. And his his love and like his passion as that character comes out a lot. And I can also see very much see Adam Driver in that suit with the fishbowl and shaved head and the yeah, glasses. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, I love Adam Driver. I think he's an excellent actor. I don't know if I could see him with a shaved head. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I could see him delivering the lines very well and it all being fine. I do think he's slightly young, though, but I could see it. So this might have to be an audience vote, I think. Yeah. That's that's fine. I was thinking that when I was kind of on the fence about Jeremy Strong. Uh, I also had Benedict Cumberbatch at one point, but I was like, he just chews up so much scenery. I, I, I had Mark Strong, but I thought that was just too uh, of a, a safe choice. Mm. But, I, um, even, I even had Keanu Reeves at one point because I thought deadpan and like the delivery, <laughs> but he just would have been too much. Nora. <laughs> I need my research so I can save Nora. Somewhere a warm hand waits for mine. Yeah, so I guess the, there was a bunch of choices. It was really Just difficult. Mr. Freeze going John work on everyone's ass, stabbing <laughs> yeah. pencils in their eyes, <laughs> like icicles in their eyes. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Um, all right, so yeah, I went with Adam Driver. I thought he was the best choice out of my bunch, and you've got Jeremy Strong. So guys, go check us out on social media, or even on this episode, there'll be a poll on Spotify. Um, so you can vote on socials at Batman TAS Pod, or if you're listening on Spotify, you can vote there as well. Let us know who you'd rather see as Mr. Freeze, Jeremy Strong, or Adam Driver. All right, bud, let's get into this episode. I can't wait. Been looking forward to this one. Let's review Hot of Ice. Okay, this episode is titled Heart of Ice. It came out on September 7th, 1992. Directed by Bruce Timm, story edited and written by Paul Dini. Animation by Spectrum, who we've previously seen as the animation company behind episodes that we've reviewed, which were On Leather Wings, It's Never Too Late, and POV. All episodes that we really liked. So, we've got voice actors Kevin Conroy as Batman, Bruce Wayne, Efren Zimblis Jr. as Alfred, Michael and Sarah as Mr. Freeze, Marie Devon as Summer Gleason, Mark Hamill as Ferris Boyle, and Michael Bell, Robert David Hall, and John Marinio as additional voices. Honorable mentions. This is Paul Dini's first writing credit on the show. He's been the story editor previously for Christmas with the Joker and Pretty Poison, but this was the first screenplay he wrote for Betas. This is Bruce Timm's first time directing for the show as well. He's obviously been credited as one of the showrunners and character designers for the show, but this was his first time in the director's chair. Michael and Sarah, who plays Mr. Freeze, started his acting career in 1944. 
I didn't recognize any of his acting credits besides him playing Kang in Star Trek, but he was in over 200 films and TV shows. In his introduction, Mr. Free says, Revenge is a dish best served cold, often referred to as a Klingon proverb in pop culture. And since he played Kang in Star Trek, there was a little tie into Star Trek there with him saying those lines. He sadly passed away in 2013, but at the age of 91, which is a nice. great age. And Mr. Freeze was the last role he ever played, which was in the video game Batman Vengeance that came out in 2001. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he must have retired because that came out in 2001 and he passed in 2013. So he either chose to to no longer act or he just was too old and maybe there were complications. But he lived for another 12 years after that. So that's really impressive what a great life and what an amazing mr freeze all right my utility belt of fun facts bruce tim stated that spectrum was responsible for airbrushing mr freeze's helmet in every single frame that featured him such attention to detail ultimately drove the studio to bankruptcy so spectrum we will see them they they do come back for other episodes but they were so in love with this show which i mean this episode shows it right like the animation is incredible mm-hmm. um but they just they they worked too many hours and they worked too many people and they didn't have the money to back it and they eventually went bankrupt because of it that um, sucks it does suck mr freeze was initially just another batman villain with a gimmick and had in fact been killed off in a storyline in the comics at the time that the batman the animated series episode debuted on television not long not long afterwards the comics resurrected the character and incorporated the tragic backstory that paul dini had created for him well he's uh he's kind of a marvel villain mr freeze right because he's the classic tragedy like i'm a good Mm. guy oh no an accident in a lab i now have strange superpowers i'm only doing this actually to save somebody i'm not really a bad person that's like spider-man villain 101 yeah you're right it's such a spider-man villain backstory you're absolutely right i've never even thought about that yeah uh more fun facts bruce tim came up with the idea that freeze barely escaped dying in a cryogenic experiment gone wrong and considers himself dead as a result he doesn't fear death and has no emotions allegedly one of bruce tim's first choices to play mr freeze was anthony hopkins oh that would have been dope that would have been good i mean michael and sarah's perfect (laughs) yeah but maybe he would have had too much even like sinister emotion like the deadpan that mike and sarah has detective Apparently, Mike, I've got another note here. Mike and Sarah had a hard time playing the role of Freeze, and it took him a long time because he was just acting too much, and he was getting frustrated with Bruce Tim because Bruce Tim would kept on going like, "No, like less, like say it with less emotion, like a robot, um, you know, deliver it flat." He kept on pushing him and pushing him, and eventually got to the point. But even the, the guys in the sound studio were doubting Bruce Tim, like when he was like, "No, we need." you to do that again but you're gonna to have to slow it down and i love that because it's such a definitive voice that everyone knows <laughs> uh, along with a new backstory by paul dini mr freeze's redesign was created by mike mignola creator of hellboy well that makes a lot of fucking sense right that, my god goggles slim head 
the the just the you know he's a master of silhouette and yes what a silhouette does mr freeze have that's the best fun fact i've ever heard on this fucking show that's awesome <laughs> i knew you'd love it when i saw that i was like oh i can't wait to tell him <laughs> and i thought maybe you knew already but i'm glad you didn't no, even no even idea. his like his arms connect to his torso there's like those mm-hmm. purple like circular almost like rubber bits yeah they're and more the... teal than purple he's got purple yeah gloves. yeah that's true they are more teal you're right but that's very like hellboy-esque in that like kind of all of it is gas punk type style isn't it yep fucking love it batman uttering my god after watching the tape of mr freeze's transformation is unusual for a cartoon as the censors generally considered any mention of religion or any expletive impossible bruce tim mentioned yeah but god you know that covers all grounds basically (laughs) yeah but they haven't i mean i I'm you an know. atheist, and I, I say, oh, my God, all the time, you know? Yeah, but this is this is the censors for kids, you know, and it's in the 90s. That was one of their rules, is you can't say, my God. No, you're right. You should censor children from God. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> well, like, they would always, in this show, later on, we'll see things where they go, like, Alfred would go, my heavens, instead of, oh, my God, because my but heavens. That implies that there's a heaven, which is the same shit. I guess it's just using the word God, I guess, is just a no-no for some reason. Um, Jesus H fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Muhammad, Batman. <laughs> Got any others? Mother, mother of Zeus. <laughs> In February 2002, to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Batman, the animated series, polls were held at the website The World's Finest to determine the best episode of the show, and Heart of Ice was the winner. Do you think... That's not the best episode of the show. I don't think it's the best episode of the show. Do you think of the episodes we've watched so far, is this better? Because I would say we haven't liked an episode more than on Leather Wings yet. I think Leather Wings is for still is the perfect Batman the Animated Series episode. The nostalgia, the music, the the vibe, the mise en scène, just the, there's some amazing animation in there and just mm. it feels right, that episode. Um Heart of Ice is is great, but I don't know. I kind of went into it like, oh, here's Heart of Ice, you know, n- you know, famous episode. Everyone loves this one, and even I, I was like, oh, I said to my wife, like, you should watch this one with me because this is like one of the best ones, right? And then I both found that we were both on our phones by the end of it. I was like, oh, well, that's not good. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say that I agree with you on Leather Wings. In my opinion, beats this out just a bit because of all the reasons that you listed. Uh, I I totally agree. It's just the perfect Batman episode. But this is this is definitely special. This is a close second, in my opinion, so far in the episodes we've so, watched. Oh, so far in the episodes we watched. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. You know, when he gets knocked out and he can't remember who he is because it's just a fun time. Oh, the Forgotten is yeah. It's yeah. just it's it's such a good episode as well. Um, so this was uh, an Emmy Award winner for outstanding children's programming in 1993. Batman and Robin obviously took the Mr. Free storyline for the movie um, and the depiction of the character. Bruce Tim and Paul Dini had both admitted that if they had a chance to change anything in this episode, they'd make Freeze's tears freeze on his face whilst he was crying at the mm. end of the episode, which, of course, was then later used in Batman and Robin for Arnold Schwarzenegger, his, free, yeah. his tears froze on his face. 
Uh, Batman's logo is reverse colors twice in this episode. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's a yellow bat signal oh, a couple really? of times. Yeah. The original idea for the flashback video was to have Freeze cling to Nora's cryogenic tank and realize in horror that his hair, now frozen, is breaking off in chunks. Can you imagine if yeah. they did that? Apparently, Paul Dini stated that he wanted to do this in pre-production, but they were over airtime and had to cut it out. And finally, there are two Star Wars references in this episode. Do you know what those Star Wars references were? Oh, um, yes, I do. Uh, hanging upside down, um, yes. like Luke in Empire, and also like Luke in Empire, the cryogenic uh, freezing chamber, whatever in it's called. The back to tank. Back to tank. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Wampa Cave is when he's hanging upside down. Yeah. And of course, uh, Mark Hamill was the Joker at this point. They had um, already had him re record over some of Tim curry's dialogue but they needed this character that's not very nice (laughs) they needed this character and he was the perfect choice apparently i don't know if this is true but allegedly he based this character off of phil hartman mark hamill and there's a bit of phil hartman in there i can see phil hartman phil hartman is the neighbor in jingle all the way that's where you would know him from but he's also the voice of so many simpsons characters and I could see him. Say, it's nestled safely under a tree. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, yeah. this is my experiment. Like, oh, these cookies. <laughs> oh, this freezing technology. Next to Mr. Freeze himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, he did. You're right. There's another connection. That's cool. Um, so, that what, is yeah. my wife in my lab (laughs) (laughs) in my cryogenic chamber (laughs) (laughs) so what what did you i mean you've already kind of mentioned but what did you think of this episode what was your opinion it's look the fact that they added all that backstory to mr freeze via the show is astounding because he he is a fantastic character um and there's a brutality to it of him like when he froze that guy's legs, if Batman didn't save him, that guy was gonna like lose his legs, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he was, he that he'd get, you know, whatever it's called. I love how cold-hearted Freeze is, no pun intended, with that, where he's just like, "You either come with me, or if you stay him, you'll suffer the same fate." Like he doesn't care. Yeah, and they're and they're like, "Don't you care about it?" He's like, "No, he fucked up." Yeah, you know, I was like respect mr freeze respect. yeah i'd hate <laughs> to be a thug though for mr freeze like imagine like you have to wear all these layers you're freezing cold i like the, the cold baby do I like you the cold. i'll always have the perfectly like temperatured martini you know and you know he can make me like the perfect spherical ball for my evening scotch but do you think he'd let you drink he's not going to be like why don't you take a quick five <laughs> and have a scotch? <laughs> I mean, like, don't hire me, baby, because when the five o'clock comes around, his mouth opens only for booze. Where is Will Robson? <laughs> this you. giant freeze ray has not been built yet, and his components are missing. I'll be there and just <laughs> Why did I hire you? <laughs> Because before 5 p.m., I am the best. <laughs> we start at 5. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God. So what did you think of the music? We, we started. <laughs> Why do you think I took the job, baby? <laughs> what do you think of the music in this episode? Oh, it's very Godfather, because it's like a bunch yeah. of... 
Yeah, it is Godfather. Um, even it's the, fine. There's, there's some Jaws hints in it. Did you hear the dunna 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 when he's doing the uh, first ro- robbery at Goth Corp at the mm, beginning? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, there's some Jaws theme to it. Um, I think it's good. I like it. I think it's got like you know a good emotional kind of Plays theme into, to it. I think it's more because of Nora. It's the snow globe, right? Like, yeah, the snow globe, but it plays into like she's also like the spinning ballerina, right? Yeah, and so it's like playing into the like the little like fairy song that would play or something in, of like that. Well, it even play, it plays in his yeah. in his snow globe to begin oh, does with. It? Well, is that then? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly why. So, but I love that. That's like what old composers would do like you know with james bond and it's like what does a diamond twinkling sound like or you know what does underwater sound like with thunderball like i like how they're like Blue. take take the snow and a snow globe and make all right it... i've made i've made the song for thunderball i hope you're ready for it. it's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that at all Thunderbolt. Uh, Thunderbolt. I I respect people that like take something and make give it a musical score and a sound like we absolutely did, succession. You know. Every character has their own theme and it's great. Yeah, and, and like this light motif, I really do like. And yeah, yeah, the fact that it's the snow globe and it sounds like snow and kind of Christmassy at points, it's really great. It's interesting that we don't get a still image for a title card on this episode. It's it's just the snow animated, and then we pull back, and we're actually inside the snow globe. There's no like still right. title card, which is really interesting. And I thought, well, that must be a Bruce Tim thing because he's directing this. And then there's another episode we'll get to, The Laughing Fish, which is Bruce Tim directed as well. And there's no title card for that either. So really? maybe he was just like, I don't want to use title cards. I'm going to do my own thing. Um. I thought the Batmobile chase sequence at the beginning was pretty good. Like, that Batmobile looked really yeah, good. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It hasn't really stood out to me in the show until up until now. Where I'm just like, damn, that Batmobile looks great. Like, when it's in the rearview mirror. I and thought you just... were a, a Batboat man. Yes, and because the Batboat had way cooler of a scene than any of the Batmobile scenes we've seen so far until I watched this episode and I was like, oh, You didn't Batmobile. like Penguin and his goons thumping the top of the Batmobile? And no, I can't. Children? Say... Being like, what is this mobile? <laughs> I can't say that reached my top 10. I did laugh, though, when the hatch on Freezer's van opens and his hand comes out like a telescope and he's yeah. holding his gun and then he like like a robot. He just turns it and fires. And I'm like, why don't you just stick your hand out, mate? Like, why are you doing this like weird like robot for thing? the theatrics? <laughs> I may be dead inside, but I am still a thespian at heart, as was Nora. Oh. <laughs> Now I'm sad again. <laughs> does mine work? Hello. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's, the, it's foolproof freeze. What's playing on the West End? <laughs> <laughs> I really like Book of Mormon. I thought its commentary on religion was quite humorous. Do you think that Batman having a cold was weird to see? in this episode because yeah, it makes him human but it does make him human and I, I i like to be reminded about that and i think it's good to remember that but i've always seen him as such a resilient like unbreakable character and when he blows his snotty nose into a tissue i was like oh batman go to bed but mate. that's the point he's just a human man i know i know but i thought you would be so pissed if like you were meeting you're a ferris boil yeah 
and you're meeting Bruce Wayne and he comes into your office and he like shakes your hand and he's got yeah. the worst cold ever. I'd be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, have you heard of a pandemic? Like, this is how this shit started. <laughs> it started with bats. <laughs> Why do you think I wear this over my face? I'm sick of getting all of your colds. Emphasis on the sick. And the cold. <laughs> you would be Mr. Free. You'd love the Mr. Freeze suit. You'd wear that everywhere. Oh, it'd be great. It would keep, <laughs> keep, keep me cool. It, it would... So I don't have to sweat anymore because I fucking hate sweating. And... I can, yeah, I wouldn't catch anybody's fucking diseases because I've got, an, you know, a nice, like, big coverage over my head. I mean... Actually, it's, it's probably got a built-in toilet, so I can just piss and poo. Uh, <laughs> I and don't have ex- to move anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the goal. <laughs> oh, no, it's getting a bit snug in this suit. I've been having too many frozen pizzas. <laughs> No, stop feeding me frozen pizzas. My wife, that's my wife. She's Nora. She's fine now. Nora has a feeding kink. <laughs> As do I. 600 pounds is the goal. It gets me hot, but I don't like to be that. Oh, no. It is a conundrum. Now we're just talking into our glasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it works, though. Uh, what did you think of Bruce's disguise as a security guard? Because I thought it was the lamest disguise yet. It's just Bruce Wayne with blonde hair and eyebrows. I'm like, dude, you're not fooling anyone. You look just like, like Bruce Wayne. Well, fuck. He's like, fuck you, Superman. Fucking puts glasses on his clock head. I actually dyed my hair a different color. It's a full dye job. I'm fully committed. Like, this is going to be me for the next 30 days. Yeah. Just seeing Batman with, like, dyed blonde eyebrows underneath. It's amazing. <laughs> like, you change actors again? Or? <laughs> when Batman's watching the security footage of Freezer's accidental creation, there are so many different shots and angles. And at, th- at yes. first I thought, like, okay, maybe we transitioned into that scene as an audience, right? And we're watching it. But then I realized, like, no, it's still in black and white. So this is the footage that we're watching. It's like, yeah. So, you know, the security guy's probably just like, yeah, you know, I moonlight as an editor. Um, <laughs> and... I just thought, you know, I could have showed you one shot, but it wouldn't have been, you know, spicy enough. I figured I, you know, there's, you know, it's, there's a six camera set up in there. I don't know if you know this. The lab has got it set up. So, you know, I, I did a wide shot when they came in, uh, a close up for dramatic effect when Nora bit it. You know what I'm saying? Batman's like, the production value of the security footage yeah. is excellent. Yeah, you can't put a price on my value. Well, you can. You can hire me, and I'll edit all your security footage needs. Do you imagine if Batman becomes like a security film footage critic? Like after this, where he's just like, "This isn't as good as the Mister Freeze one." One camera setup, boring. <laughs> Half of it off camera. Oh my god! <laughs> Four by three aspect ratio. Oh. <laughs> so, am I the only one who thinks that Ferris Boyle? is not in the wrong at all in this episode. Like, he's the no, bad guy. He's, yeah. But he's not a bad guy. Uh, to me, he's a dick. Yeah, sure, he's he's not a nice person. But when watching the videotape of Freezer's Origin, he says, this has lost me a couple mil on this operation. I ordered it to be shut down weeks ago. As a businessman, he's done nothing wrong. He's lost money. He's ordered it to be shut down. And someone's disobeyed him. 
and using company property. He even says, like, I have every legal right to do what I want here. And he's right. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you're not a bad guy. You're literally doing something. And then Freeze, he pulls a fucking gun out of a holster and points it at him. He's a desperate man. He's a desperate man. I get it. And then Boyle kicks him and causes the whole chemical explosion. But you could say that was self-defense because Freeze had a gun trained on him. Mm, yeah. So the whole thing at the end where it's like, Batman's like, I have this security footage and this will, you know, incriminate Ferris Boyle. I was like, no, it won't. It's just going to show how, like, actually he did nothing wrong. He shut the <laughs> business down and told a guy, don't shoot me, and then had to defend himself. No, I agree. Am I? Is this in my head or did this happen in the comics or something like that? I I can't remember if a writer added this, like, interest but or if i've come up with myself probably not me i think i must have read it somewhere but i remember something about how we've all been told that oh and poor nora his wife frozen all all this stuff but there was like hints that well actually they were like either not ever together and he was like obsessed with her yes or she was like they were getting a divorce and like he was like, yeah there's basically been lots a stalker of yeah, so yeah. there's yeah, that's one of the versions is that he was never actually with her and um he was obsessed with her and basically, you know, he put her in cryo sleep because she was ill and like she didn't even know who he was. Um there's another one I love that. I love that too. Yeah, I do. I love that. But then again, oh, it takes no, away. I'm an incel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite problematic. Um, Not very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I need to chill out. Um, <laughs> Why are uh, they funny? I, but yeah. it, does it does take away from, like, I love the idea of you lose your partner in life. So you just fucking go so cold. Yeah. Like, that's why I've always loved the character, the Punisher. Like, you kill my whole family. Like, I'm going to fucking murder you. And I love that about that character. But I like the emotionalness of Mr. Freeze, where he's like, you took away my fucking wife. I am dead. Like, you know, Michael Scott, I am dead inside. <laughs> like, it's just like, I love that. I'm okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Just him feeding like penguins, like in like a frozen like place. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> I love Mr. Freeze doing Michael Scott Scott quotes. Oh my god, that's really funny. Oh, that's amazing. I'm trying to think of one now. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. <laughs> I don't want to work. I just want to hide <laughs> in the smoke all day. Oh, God. That is what Nora said. So what I had forgotten about this episode is that Mr. Freeze thinks that Nora supposedly died in that explosion because she's gone, right, in this episode. Mm. We never see her. And I was like, I thought that this story came up with her being frozen and like he's trying to find a cure and then i remembered that actually it's not until another 70 episodes from now that we see mr freeze again and he discovers that his wife is still alive and in the tank and that's where the batman and robin stole that piece from it because it it came out like very close to when they were writing the script um so yeah i i think that this episode 
it, it the thing is, is as you said it's like the punisher and it gives him motivation but it very much is the term fridging do you know the term fridging fridging huh? yeah uh, yeah <laughs> i thought that was funny but the so for those that don't know the origin of the term came from a 1994 comic green lantern num- issue number 54 the hero oh yes yes i know what you're talking yeah, about kyle rayner returns home to find his girlfriend alexandra dewitt killed and stuffed into a refrigerator which is really messed up for a comic yeah it's fucking awesome and this trope became recognizable as a way for authors to use female characters as devices to project their male characters forward in their story which is exactly what this does granted this term was coined after this episode coined by comic book writer gail simone who wanted to have more female empowerment in comics and she certainly did that with stories like wonder woman but yeah i like and a million I, other things it's fucking gail simone she's a legend yeah she's a legend i i i, I get the motivation and i don't mind it it is it is fridging but i don't mind it but what i don't understand about this episode my biggest problem with this episode yeah is he's freeze is building this giant freeze ray yeah he's stealing all these components from Gothcorp because he hates ferris boyle and blah 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 blah, blah. And then at the end, he's just like, okay, I'm going to freeze Ferris Boyle in this building with this giant freeze ray. Batman destroys the freeze ray. And then Mr. Freeze still gets up to the floor that Ferris Boyle is on and still freezes him in place. So I'm like, why didn't you, why wasn't that your plan all along? Why did you have to build this giant fucking gun when it broke? And you're like, oh, yeah, I've got one in my hand. Here I go. And he does like this Iceman thing when he kicks the fire hydrant. Like, oh, it's up. great. It's it a cool great. scene. Yeah, I love it's, that. It's quite like uh, really out of place for him. He's like, you know, I like to have fun from time <laughs> to time. Are we? <laughs> I saw this in Mary Poppins, one of my favorite musicals, <laughs> as we have established that I am a thespian. <laughs> but. Do you know what I'm saying, though? He, like, went through all this trouble to build this freeze gun, and he never ended up using it, really. Hey, and uh, he tries to build a giant freeze gun in uh, the sports league. Batman movies, and yeah. Robin, yeah, he does. But at least his idea was, I'm going to freeze the whole city. Not yeah. just, like, I'm going to... It's not a bad Batman theme, right? Like, it's not as good as this one or the Elfman no. one, but it's good. I like it. It's got its own style to it. My love that Batman moment. Love that Batman! Is when he throws an icicle into the control panel of the freezing gun and he jumps out of the shadows and he like yeah. lands on the thug. I was like, oh, he looks so cool. He looks great in a lot of this. Him sitting at the the back computer typing away, like, yeah, the, and the light hitting his his cape. Him hanging upside down, like there's there's a lot of great looking Batman in this episode. There is a lot of great looking Batman. I like. He, we even got a Tim Burton Batman moment where he punches the guy backwards, like yeah, he doesn't even look classic. at him. I, I thought that was cool. I laughed when Batman like karate chopped Freeze's neck a bunch of times because Freeze grabs him and Batman's just like Judah chop, Judah chop, Judah chop, and it <laughs> does nothing. And he's just like, "What do I do now? Like I'm fucked." Um, yeah. So, what do you think of the ending of this episode? I don't think anything of it. Why? Well, I just do. You think it's a bit weak that like Freeze was taken out by some fucking chicken soup, or is it like, is it ironic? Yeah. You know, like 
It's is clever. Like, like, I mean, that explains why Batman is like as a cold and all that, etc. Do you think Alfred was mad that Batman wasted his good chicken soup? I can see Batman coming back from the fight, and Alfred's like, "So, how was the chicken soup?" <laughs> and Batman just lies, cracking Alfred. <laughs> what did you like most about it? Um, it was piping hot. Yes, and but I I I spent a lot of time, Master Bruce. I layered in a lot. Of I, I got a cold, you know. I can't taste stuff right now. Everything just tastes bland to me. He's so annoying when he has a cold. Oh my god, <laughs> Alfred! <laughs> Alfred, I'm too cold. All right, here you go, sir. Extra blanket. I'm too warm now, Alfred. <laughs> I wanted tomato soup, not chicken, Alfred. Oh, for God's sake. Alfred. <laughs> Alfred just goes into the back gate to get away from it. Just oh, comes on the back computer. Alfred! <laughs> Can you put Vic's rape and rub on my back, Alfred? <laughs> uh, where's, where's massive dick? He will do that for you. <laughs> So what makes no sense about the thermos, though, the chicken soup thermos, is Batman takes it out from his belt, right? Like, we see him take it out. And I was thinking at first, that's a big thing to have on your utility belt. Like, seeing Batman, like, oh, look at that utility belt full of all those different gadgets. And Is that a red thermos? Like, <laughs> it's a bug standard, a plastic thermos. <laughs> what is that, soup? Is there soup in this? Just, is there a piece of tape that says Bruce Wayne on it? <laughs> Master Bruce's hot chicken soup. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that I was, I, I was like, okay, I'll buy it. It's strapped to the back of his back underneath his cape. But then at one point, Mr. Freeze takes Batman's utility belt and literally carries it away with him. And Batman has to retrieve it. There is no thermos on that utility belt. Mm. So it just reappears. And I'm like, yeah, where's the, the magic of cartoons, bud? Don't I, I know, I know. But I was like, that is just, that is some, that's some convenient storytelling. So the episode ends with Summer Gleason being given the security footage of the sabotaged experiment that incriminates Boyle. And then we cut to Arkham Asylum where Freeze talks to his snow globe whilst Batman watches from a rooftop. And I always feel a little emotional when Freeze says and delivers the line. I can only beg for your forgiveness and pray you hear me somehow, someplace, someplace where a warm hand waits for mine. And that last line always gets me, bud. It really Why? does. I don't know. It makes the hairs on my arm stand up. Like, oh, wow. Just the, I, the way he delivers it is really good but just mm -hmm. some place where a warm hand waits for mine like i do love when freeze is even talking to batman when he's hanging upside down he's like i would give anything to feel the warmth of like air on my face on a hot summer's day and like mm -hmm. the loving embrace like yeah i, I like i like the hot face summer day thing i get that but um yeah i i think the ending it's, it's a little bit you know wanky that final line but if if it tickles you in that sweet spot it, then that's yeah great. It, it did its job yeah, it's the. I think it's right for the character that they created, and I think it's a good mm -hmm. ending. I like that ending. Um, so that is the end of the episode. The next episode that we're going to review is The Cat and the Claw, Part 1. Um, this was the first episode to ever air on TV. Right. 
It was, this isn't when she turns into like a. This isn't like an island of Doctor Moreau one, is it? No, we're gonna have, have to wait a while for that one. No, this is the first time that we meet Catwoman, and the first time that we also meet Red Claw. Okay. So uh, yeah, we're, we've got that next, which will be a two-parter that we'll review in two different episodes. All right, on to our first game of the day, which is Riddle Me This, William. Focus, focus, focus. But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh darn! Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess. That's all. Now, now, no sore losers. This is a game I play with my brother where I ask him three questions about the episode we just watched to make sure he's paying attention. Feel free to play along at home. Question one. Are you ready, buddy? I'm ready, yep. According to Alfred, what's the only way to fight a cold? Uh, With a cup of chicken soup? Yep, chicken soup. Yep, that's correct. I have a question. Is that something that started uh, just people would give people soup when they had colds? probably because it was cold outside or was it big Campbell chicken noodle soup being like this cures colds well uh, that's a good point actually I don't know I know that the the reason that it's pushed is because chicken is not a fatty meat but it's high in protein and that's what helps fight a cold right it's like less fat more protein more lean meat is that um, why I get colds for so long because I'm just a fatty protein <laughs> You're like, I want a burger bun <laughs> covered in cheese and bacon. No, when I'm sick, I just want, like, toast. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, maybe you're not eating the right stuff. Anyway, back to the game. Question two. What does Mr. Freeze think is beautiful, clean, and uncompromising when he's talking to Batman? Uh, diamond? Snow? Snow is the right answer. Yeah. A nice, racked-up, new, fresh line of... Great A Colombian <laughs> What I would give to feel. <laughs> a rolled up hundred dollar bill in my yeah. nose. <laughs> a sweet, sweet, numbing tingle of clear Colombian white. <laughs> That's why he becomes like a head, like eventually, so you can just like fucking smash the glass and go, oh, I am. Call me Mr. Powder. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, question three. What is the name of the company that Boyle runs and Freeze used to work for? Boyle's Oils. <laughs> no, that should be like his side gig that he's selling to like some spa, but nope. Uh, I don't know. I said it earlier. It's got... Uh, Boyle Tech. No, it's nothing. It's got the name of the city in it. Gotham. Mm-mm. Well, it's got. Well, I'm just going to tell you because it's way too much for him now. It is Goth Corp. Is the name Goth of Corp. the company that he's been stealing from. All right, All right pretty here good. Is, here is your mandatory black hair dye and mascara. Welcome <laughs> to Goth Corp. <laughs> Did you even there have? No like win- the... There are no windows in Goth Corp. We do not like any natural light. <laughs> we do. We, a, we do our, a lot of cocaine. Our, <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of cocaine, and we all hate our fathers. Welcome to Goth Corp. <laughs> All right, on to our next and final game of the day, which is Ace the Bat Sound. <laughs> this is a game that we play with you, the listener. Oh, 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 oh. 
Each week, I'll play a brief music clip from the show, and you have to guess who the character is or the title of the episode that the music belongs to. The answer to each clip will be revealed in the following episode. So last week, we had this music clip. And if you still don't know, here is a clue of a voice clip from that episode. If it's a fight you're looking for, try starting one with me! Masquerade party's over, Harry! All right, guys, if you don't know by now, I'll tell you the title of the episode is Moon of the Wolf. Buddy, do you remember that episode, Moon of the Wolf? No, not no. at all. Tell I me what happens. It is, it is a werewolf story in Batman, no, the animated I, I series. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it's one that I really didn't remember until I watched it much later. And I was like, where did this episode come from? So well, it'll you be interesting. have a werewolf story with the man bat. Yes, we do, but we have an official one, and like that, like electric '80s guitar that we just heard. Like, it's so not what this show is. It's a really weird episode, but we're gonna watch it at some point. Great! And here's the musical clip for next week's episode, where you'll have to name the episode title that this music is from. guys you probably already know it but maybe you don't um but you will have a week to tell us who it is and you can find us on the socials by doing that or you can comment on this episode or you can email us at batman tas pod all right our last category of the day is you've got mail oh by the way this came for you an hour ago by messenger you've got mail thank you alfred Okay, our first listener uh, sent in on Spotify. It's Anton. He said, great episode again. This is in regards to I've got Batman in my basement. He said, I actually consider your theory canon now, meaning Sherman kidnapping Batman oh, yeah. again. Sherman Bates. Sherman Bates. Yeah, I love that theory. That's really cool. Then we have Scotty Holly, who is a previous listener. I look just like Scotty Holly. <laughs> this is on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Scotty has said, two of my favorite podcasters going and knocking it out of the park as always. Thank you, Scotty. It's very nice. We've got Working for Life on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. I found these guys on TikTok. And Batman the Animated Series is the best superhero show, hands down. These brothers are a hoot and bringing the listener along for the fun ride. Thank you very much, Working for Life. Then we got an email from listener Rodney Graves. Ronnie has said, my son is the one who made me aware of your podcast. Listen to episode one last week, binge the rest of the episode since then, and now I'm all caught up in real time. Your pod is the perfect mix of ridiculousness, nostalgia, insight, trivia, and all things Batman. That's very nice. Yeah, very nice. 
And then he said, uh, looking forward to future interviews and episode reviews, especially Heart of Ice. Well, you just heard Heart of Ice, and I hope it lived up to your expectations. Then we've got an email from listener Danny Poligno. Danny has said, I hope I pronounced that right, maybe I didn't, but Danny Poligno has said, Hey guys, love the pod, found you on TikTok a few weeks ago, and have been binging episodes since, and now have to wait week to week like everyone else, which sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, loved your review, and I've got Batman in my basement, and now I'm all caught up. I consider Sherman's obsession with trapping trapping Batman in his basement now canon. Another one who likes the theory. I even thought it'd be cool if Sherman hid in the Batmobile again as a way to capture Batman. Oh my god. I like that. Someone call Paul Dini right now, he said. (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. Batmobile, he's like, hello, Bruce. Oh, and he'd be like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) Don't Don't you remember remember me, Sherman? (laughs) No. Uh, and then we've got a question. Hey, you're in my basement. Oh, the basement. <laughs> I was like weekend and Bernie's in it, but I was out. <laughs> the penguin gas knocked me the fuck out. Yeah, fucking poison ivy gave me that stinky icky ghost <laughs> with, with Mr. Freeze's fucking fear toxin. I was done. <laughs> Mr. Freeze's fear toxin? Uh, you, I'm still fucked up. I'm getting my, you know, I'm mixing I'm up. experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> the stickiest of ick. <laughs> Uh, so Danny's got, a, Danny's got a question for us. He said, uh, this leads me to my question. If you had the Batmobile for one day, where would you take it and what would you use it for? Well, I wouldn't drive through fucking London, that's for sure. No, I would definitely take it out into the country, I think. But would I use it for anything besides driving? Like, I would go on the German Autobahn and just fucking go like 150 miles per hour. That's a pretty cool idea. I would also like to go to like some big old like deserted part of land and just like fire off all the weapons just to be like let's see what this one does what does this mm. button do what does this button do and just like yeah use well, it even even simple as going to like a really fun like racing track and just racing around the track yeah and you're in the batmobile like you'd be like that's right i've got the fucking batmobile baby yeah that'd be fun uh so thanks for that question i'm not much i'm not much of a car guy maybe i just sit in it get a, get some mcdonald's and watch the office on like my phone on the dashboard <laughs> I'll get drive-through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, My back credit card. Never leave home without it. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks, Danny, for asking that question. Uh, appreciate that. And listeners, if you guys want to ask us questions, that's really great as well in this segment. But if you just want to leave us a review, there ain't nothing wrong with that as well. So thank you very much to all those people that wrote in and for the people that continue to do so. And if you want to contact us or ask us any questions or write in your Kate Capers scenarios, you can do that by emailing batmantaspod at gmail.com or message us on the socials at batmantaspod. And remember to subscribe and leave us a review on whatever you're listening to us on right now. All right, buddy. A very quick one because uh, this is what you're putting in your holes, what's filling your holes. I'd like to save our succession chat for when it's over. Now, the Fine. time that by the time this episode comes out, it will have finished. So if everyone's like, but it's already come out. Well, we haven't seen it yet because the, we're in the past and you're in the future. So yeah. let's hold off on succession. Same with Barry as well. Let's hold off on Barry. The only thing I'm currently watching that's happening um, where they're releasing episodes each week is two things. I'm watching Love and Death with Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons. You've started watching this one. Did you go any further than a couple episodes? Did you not stop watching? I've only watched one episode. Okay. What do you think of it? It's fine. Yeah. 
it's look, it's Succession of Barry is so good that all other shows just look like shit right now. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard to beat those. Um, I'm been... now caught up to Sorry. date with Love and Death, and it gets it. It continues to pick up. I just, I for some reason, we, me and my partner, have fallen in love with this show. We love the acting. We love the pacing. We love the like the style to it. Uh, the time period. It just seems to all fit, and we've been looking for a good like you know murder and intrigue and all of this so we've enjoyed this story so far spoiler alert i didn't know there was a murder in this yes you do the first episode in the first scene someone is dead yeah could have been natural causes (laughs) yeah i think so naturally just throwing up blood all over the place (laughs) um Um, yeah look i will probably watch that show i'll stick it out um but uh yeah i'm also like randomly watching uh six feet under which is like a really old hbo show like that shit was going on when the sopranos was going on and it has like a very young um what's his name the guy who played dexter michael uh, c hall yeah and i could see why he got the role of dexter from this role because... oh really i've never watched oh, six yes. feet under yeah and there's, it's a fun show because each episode starts with somebody dying like it's like a cold open Right, and then um, you see like that person's funeral because they the shows about people that run a funeral home. Yeah, um, and it's really clever that way. Like you like seeing all the way different ways people die, etc. And like the dead bodies like talk to them and stuff like that in their imagination. Oh, which okay. Is fun and it's uh, yeah, it's got a lot of good to it, but it's also just extremely dated and just a bit slow. But I yeah. am enjoying it. Okay, well, yeah, it's sometimes good to have a little slow thing in between the the fast-paced things you're watching, so I get that. It's some easy watching. Um, And the other show I'm watching is Silo, which is a show on Apple, which is about this, like, group of people that live underground in this, like, base, and they've never been outside, and it's got a very, like, Matrix meets, like, Hunger Games type feel. And I wasn't sold on the trailer, but my girlfriend stuck it on when I was working one night, and I came back, and she was on, like, episode three. And I was like, this actually looks pretty good. I watched a couple of minutes and I was like, fill me in. And she like brought me up today and now watching it. And it's not a bad watch. It's really not. It looks like I've seen it a million times before, but I know it is based off of a very old popular novel. It's like this, my same feelings about Dune. It's like yep. I was watching this movie. I'm like, I've seen this. And like everyone's like, yeah, because Dune inspired Star Wars. You did. I'm like, all right, fine. And it, you know, it's not Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? No, it's Where's not. Where's the yeah. lightsabers? You know, there's a bit of fun here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you, you know, if you want to, if you like the sci-fi stuff it, with some like what's going on, it, that trailer did not impress me at all. No, me either. But uh, again, the show has been better like, than the trailer. Is it basically that movie? Was it called? Is it called The Island or whatever with you and McGregor when they all find out that they're like just clones for uh, body organ harvesting? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I have all, no idea. They all escape from that uh, place. I think is, is Scarlett Johansson in that as well. Yeah, I've I seen think that so. in theaters like when I was like fifteen or whatever. It, yeah, it, that's a good movie but then i've seen that plot a million times where it's like mm. oh my god like we're being tricked that we're like in this place when really like things are i think that's a michael bay movie bud is it i think that's a michael bay movie yeah i've not just, seen it since then i see this giant explosion on this like really like sunny day and i'm just like that's a michael bay shot right there i can see that in my, yeah i could definitely head. be a michael bay yeah. movie. anyway those are the things i'm putting in my holes uh, those are the things you're putting in your holes. Is there anything that you want to add to these holes before we leave these holes and go to other holes? It's a lot of holes. It's a lot of holes. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Chopin recently. Very good. Mm. 
I am a thespian of that as well. <laughs> That's you still you don't understand what the word thespian means. No. <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> Who says that word anymore? <laughs> you use it in the wrong context. Oh, I am a thespian fan of that as well. I don't know. I think he might be a thespian. I'm too cool for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, what is the definition of thespian? Go on. Uh, a thespian is someone that's, uh, aren't they like, it's something to do with the arts and like, um, how can I describe this? Like a specific a, art. Yeah, they're a fan of a specific art, like an old art. Like, sh- is it like Shakespeare and like play, like stage plays and stuff? Yes, it's anything yeah. to do with like Broadway stage plays, like mm. all musicals, all of that stuff. It's you love, yeah. you just love like uh, people on stage putting on a show and singing songs. So you did know it. Yeah, so shove that in your fucking tube and smoke it. But you know that has nothing to do with Chopin. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to make a connection and it didn't work. I fucked up! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, on that note, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance, we are the night, we are a podcast. Goodbye, nerds. <laughs> nobody's gonna wipe my ass, and nobody's gonna do it now. No, oh no, I got to keep on pooping. <laughs> <laughs> I just had Mexican food and I had Indian for lunch. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> I got to keep on pooping. The bowl's covered in poop from side to side. <laughs> it won't flush down. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Why can I not stop pooping? <laughs> Why can't I stop pooping? All right, let's do it. (laughs) All right.